bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. Today I'm starting a series that is very important to me. And uh, it's going to go for quite a while. I'm not sure how long I'll be running with it. But I would take it slowly and teach it systematically. It is something that is needed for the foundation of our Christian life. And part of it is going to sound a bit technical and philosophical, but I think it's important that we get it as Christians uh, to know the foundations on which we stand. And I promised uh, last year that I was going to do this series, and I'm starting it. Uh, the series is titled, God Has Spoken. God Has Spoken, and the subtitle for today is Revelation. And next week we're going to do with inspiration, and the week after that we'll deal with illumination. God has spoken, and it has to do with the Word of God, how it came to us, and how we understand it, and how we interpret it. Because many times people have the Bible in front of them, and, and, and we butcher it any way we want. And, and treat it anyhow. But uh, during this series, we're going to have some very important foundations laid in our Christian lives. One of the most important truths uh, we hold as Christians is that God, the Creator, has made Himself known. God, the unseen, has revealed Himself. And it is through the process of revelation that God has done that. So let me do a definition of the word revelation. Everybody say revelation. All right. Now, what is revelation? First, it is the means by which God has made himself known. The word revelation comes from a root word means to uncover something to reveal something, to unveil something, or to remove the veil. It is a disclosure of that which was previously unknown. So when we talk about revelation, it is God's disclosure, God's making himself known. Secondly, revelation is the supernatural communication of God's truth. To mankind. It is the bridge that God uses to link himself or connect with us. And uh, throughout this teaching, you are going to find that revelation is initiated by God. God always starts the process of making himself known. He doesn't wait for us to go look for him. He makes himself known. And by God alone can God be known. You can't know God without God. He is the one who initiates it, and he's the one who helps us to know him. And we know him because he has made himself known. And it's very important uh, to understand this fundamental truth about Christianity. When I was uh, a younger man or a younger boy in the 60s. 
there was a TV series called The Invisible Man. And I think there have been modern versions of it, but the, the ones I watched was in the 60s when TV had just arrived in Ghana. It was one of the few series on it, and it was, uh, as usual, black and white. And it was based on a novel by a man called H.G. Wells. And it was a, about a scientist who used uh, some experiment to make himself invisible. And as a result, he became a target of British intelligence and they were always trying to catch him for whatever purposes. Uh, but the, the thing that fascinated uh, me about the Invisible Man, normally he would have a, uh, a piece of cloth wrapped up around him so that he would be seen. And when he removes that piece of cloth, then he becomes invisible and nobody would see him. And, and sometimes he would sit uh, in, in, in a place, maybe a dining table, or he would sit with people, and, and he would be present, but nobody would know he's present. And he would be there for a very long time, listen to their conversation, and nobody would know he's present. But after some time, he would do something, and they would know he's present. Maybe a, a saucer would move without anybody touching it. Uh, or a fork would move without anybody touching it, or a spoon would move, uh, or they would hear a, a sound. He's clearing his, his throat, uh, or sometimes he speaks directly and scares everybody. Uh, and, and, and that picture of the invisible man making himself known uh, has some illustration, analogy to how God, the invisible God, also makes himself known. In a limited sense, God is also invisible. He's the invisible man. He, he's unseen. So how can we see the unseen person? Well, the, the invisible man in the series, he makes himself known by what he does, the things he does. He, he pushes a saucer, he pushes a fork, uh, he lifts a fork, and, and everybody sees the fork going up with nobody touching it, then they would know he's here. Although they don't see him by his actions, they know he's here. And then the sounds he makes, makes them know that he's here. Now I want you to keep that in mind as we begin to talk about how God also has made himself known. So go with me to Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 20, and I'll stay with this passage a little bit in my message today. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. And Romans 1, 18 to 20 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, and it will be good when you go home to read the whole chapter, and chapter 2 as well of Romans. Uh, because it deals with how God has made himself known in many ways. Okay, but just this short passage, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Then verse 20. It says, for since the creation of the world, the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, 
even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Very interesting. First point you would note from that passage is that God's invisible attributes can be seen. God is unseen. He is a spirit. But the things which are unseen about him can be seen. The passage says his invisible attributes are clearly seen. God is a spirit. His character, like holiness, righteousness, justice, goodness, mercy, they are all spiritual. So how can we see the holiness of God, the justice of God, the righteousness of God from a spirit God? The Bible says that all of these are clearly seen. God has made them known. That's very important. The second important thing is that God's nature can be understood. The Bible says being understood by the things that are made. Although God is a spirit, he can be understood. He can be understood. God wants us to know him and God wants us to understand him. So God's invisible attributes can be seen and I'm going to show you how it's done. And God's nature can be understood. When I was a young boy, I was told if you try to understand God, you go mad. Did you hear that story yourself? We're told, don't try to think too much about God, you go mad. But the Bible says that God's invisible attitudes, attributes can be seen and his nature can be understood. God wants to be understood. And the third important statement that we get from that verse is that God has made himself known to all people. So the Bible says because of that, they are without excuse. He has made himself known. All peoples of the earth have a, a witness of God, so they are without excuse. Wherever God's creation is, his presence is there. So... For us to understand revelation, we have to understand that the invisible attributes of God can be seen, God's nature can be understood, and God has made himself known to all people. All people, no matter their race, no matter the continent they live on, or the culture they have grown with, God has made himself known. So in what ways has God made himself known? Generally, when we talk about God making himself known in, in the field of theology, there are two main ways that God has made himself known. The first one is through general revelation. General revelation. Everybody say general revelation. <laughs> say it one more time. Say general revelation. <laughs> now general revelation is based on what God has done general revelation when we look at creation we gain an understanding of the one who brought them into existence general revelation is God indirectly speaking to us and the second way God has spoken to us is through special revelation let's say that together special revelation special revelation is based on what God has said 
General revelation is generally based on what God has done. Special revelation based on what God has said. Special revelation is God directly speaking to us. So I'm going to take time to explain these two ways of knowing God. General revelation and special revelation. Remember the verse we read in Romans chapter 1 verse 20. It says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without Excuse. So let's look at general revelation, and I'm going to break it down a little bit. Uh, this is a, uh, not a very amen subject, so I need to take time to break it down so you understand. When we say that something is general, we mean that it is widespread and it is open to all. So when we say general revelation, we mean a revelation of God that is widespread and open to all. It, it's widespread. Everybody knows it. It's general. All right. Now, how do we have general revelation? In three main ways. General revelation comes in three main ways. Number one, it comes through God's creation. Through God's creation. The things he has made, like the invisible man, it comes when he lifts that fork, then you know he's around. God. God is invisible. He has made himself known through the things he has made, his creation. The fact that there is a creation presupposes that there is a creator. If there is a building, there must be a builder. You cannot say there is a building, but there is no builder. You can say there is a creation, but no creator. The creation didn't create itself. So the fact that there is a creation presupposes a creator. And so when you look at the creation, you can have an idea of the one who made the creation. And there are two things that the passage in Romans talks about that the creation reveals about God. First, it reveals his eternal power. When we look at the creation of God, it reveals God's eternal power. Now what does that mean? It means that his power is eternal. What does that mean? It means that God existed before he created. He, he was there before he created. So his, he is, to put it mildly or bluntly, he's older than his creation. His power is eternal. His power goes beyond his creation. He was there before he started creating. Secondly, in creation we have an idea of God's divine nature, his Godhead. It tells us that the one who created is greater than what he has created. He's higher than what he has created. He's more powerful than what he has created. So throughout human history, people have drawn these conclusions of God by just observing creation. You remember when you come to our local uh, culture, we, we have a, a, a proverb that says, no one teaches a child God. Why? Because God is self-evident. By just looking at the creation, you know there is a God, he's eternal, and he has power. 
because he caused all the things we see and we ourselves to be. Creation reveals the eternal power of God and his Godhead. That's the first way in which we have general revelation. It's widespread. Everybody has this revelation. Secondly, the second way to have general revelation is through our conscience. Our conscience, that still small voice in our brain. Romans chapter 2 verse 12 to 15 says, For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not all the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these also, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves. Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness. And between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. What does that mean? That the conscience knows what is right and our conscience accuses or excuses us. Every human being, if you go to any place, we have a certain sense of right or wrong. Somebody does something and you say, that's not fair. Who determines what is fair? There is something in us that tells us what is fair and what is not fair, what is right and what is not right. You go to every culture, the most primitive culture. There is no culture on this earth that will tell you lying is good. There's no culture. They may not be wearing clothes. They may be naked, but they know you don't have to lie. You don't have to steal. Who gave them that law? You don't have to be deceptive. You have to be selfless. You have to share what you have. Where did people get all of these things? Because something is wired inside human beings that tells us that something is right and something is wrong. Revelation, inspiration, interpretation, illumination, application. Get a deeper understanding of God's word with God has spoken. A landmark teaching by Dr. Mensah Otebil on how to relate to the scriptures. When you're studying the scripture, the most important and the most authoritative basis for interpretation is the life and words of Jesus Christ. We are Christians, not Davidians. We are not Jeremiahites. We are not Paulites. We are not Abrahamites. We are not Mosesites. We are Christians. We are named after Jesus. Get your copies of God Has Spoken by Dr. Mensa Otebil. Available in five pack audio series. Contact Auto Bookshop Christ Temple now 233 302 688 or email Auto at Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 302 
688 000. 